Welcome to Asking for a Friend, a Park Springs podcast. I'm Taylor, and each week I'll sit down with a godly mentor figure in my life and ask questions with the hope of receiving practical biblical advice on the crazy things this life has to offer. On behalf of my friends, of course. Thank you for joining. All right, we're back. Season two, episode two. Uh, It's Taylor here, and I'm with... Jared. And... We're going to have another talk today. I like it. Do you know what we're going to be talking about? Yeah, you you sent me that Google Doc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, today Do we're going to... introduce our topic? Yeah, yeah, I'll go ahead. Okay. I'll introduce it. Today we're going to talk about soulmates. Oh, boy. Yes, I'm still waiting for mine. Um, unless I don't have one. Dun, dun, or dun. you have already found them. <gasps> oh, I hope not. Uh... But, yeah, we're just going to talk about the idea of soulmates. I feel like before I was a Christian and before anyone told me otherwise, I believed I had a soulmate. And you don't think you have one now? Um, not... Ah, let's get into it. Let's just, (laughs) let's just talk about that. So, well, so you would say, you just said you thought you had one. How would, what is a soulmate? To me, a soulmate, okay, I think in culture, a soulmate is... No, what did you think? Yeah, I mean, okay. I, I I thought that I was taught that a soulmate is basically someone that was made for you. Um, so, you know, I walk through the world and I see all these people, but somewhere there's one person that I was made to be with. Mm. So when I meet this person, I will know. And if I date anyone else or marry anyone else, that's not the one. I only have one soulmate. Oh, boy. So, you know, you hear like, we're soulmates. Like, yeah. we, we made it. Seven billion people in the world and... And I got to find the one. Yeah. Maybe they're somewhere. Hopefully in a, they're not like, I don't know, born in Mongolia or you might never find them. I know it's, I, I got That'd some work sad. to do. Yeah. So what do you think now? Um, I, I don't have a soulmate. Oh man. Yeah. That sounds like a huge downer. Yeah. Well, um, I'll have a soulmate when I get married. Okay. That's the conclusion I've come to. My soulmate is who I make it. Who God makes it. This isn't off to a very biblical start. There you go. Bring the Lord into it. Yeah. It's fail safe. God does have a soulmate for me, but it could be any number of people that God brings to me. Okay, well. What are your questions, Taylor? Yeah, yeah. I'll ask you. Okay. Jared, what is a soulmate? Mm. Uh, well, it is the idea that you just unpacked that (laughs) every person is kind of like a specific puzzle piece and they're looking for the other person that fits perfectly into their life to complete them. Yeah. Yeah. So it's probably, uh, it's getting older and older now. Did you ever see the movie Jerry Maguire? Mm -mm. So it's really, I mean, it was a big movie. I mean, it's even like, I mean, it predates me, but it was a a big Tom Cruise movie. Mm-hmm. You know who that is, though, right? I know who the top yeah. is. Also, there's a really iconic, like, it's like a rom-com uh, scene in it, though, where it's him and Renee Zellweger, I think? Anyways, anyways, they, they're they having their ups and downs relationships, and then there's, like, this really dramatic, emotional scene where he looks at her and he's like, you complete me. It's like, it's supposed to be the, this big romantic scene. Oh, my gosh. So that's kind of the idea. Like, yeah, you're, you, there's something um, that somebody else uh, who's perfect for you will fulfill in your life when you find your soulmate. It'll all click. Yes, yes, yes. 
So, do you think I have a soulmate? Like, specific to you? Yeah. <laughs> this Taylor? Am I answering just for Taylor? Yeah. The question is, do I have a soulmate? Yeah, I think it, it's an interesting question. Like, most things, I don't want to be too cut and dry. Uh, I would say yes and no. All right. <laughs> so, now that we've cleared that up, you can go find them. Yeah. Here's what we'll just jump in. Here's what I don't like about the idea of soulmates. I think if you are in a committed marriage, if you have this idea that there is one perfect person that will fulfill or complete your life, I think it can introduce questions if you have difficulties in your marriage. Mm -hmm. Because how, how can you have confirmation that this is the one person that's created specifically for you? Like, how would you know that? It, it could be this unending search uh, that could introduce the idea in your head, in your heart, um, that maybe this isn't the one and I need to keep searching if yeah. you have any problems. And I think that's a really dangerous idea. Yeah. It can even be like that, too, in dating relationships yeah. where you're dating someone for a while and you're like, oh, but is there something better out there? Yeah, or exactly. is this it? And then you wrestle with that and yeah. then you decide there's something better and you leave that person for yeah. this person that doesn't even Yeah, exist. it's kind of like a grass is always greener type yeah. of scenario. Well, that, and I think the other idea of soulmates I don't like is that you need another human person to complete you as a person. Yeah. I think that's a dangerous idea. Um, definitely from our standpoint as Christians, um, there's only one thing that can satisfy a person's heart and that's the creator who made it. And so I think you can only be satisfied or fulfilled in Jesus Christ. And if you have the idea that another person who has their own faults, weaknesses, is supposed to somehow complete you, for one, that can be a relationship killer because you'll just suck the life right out of them. Yeah. Um, or two, it can be a form of idolatry that you put them in that position of God in your life. Mm. And so I, I think that on that level, also soulmates aren't a great idea. What we would definitely advocate for is, you know, find someone else that you have compatibility and chemistry with who's also focusing their life on Jesus and both of y'all get to focus your life on Jesus together. So it's more of a partnership than like a fulfilling type of aspect. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, does the Bible say anything about soulmates or uh, anything like that? You know, I should have. some scripture? I, I, I bet we could have Googled like where that term actually originated. I don't know specifically. Um, you know, I, I think the Bible paints a picture uh, for, for marriage, for romantic relationships of both love and commitment. It's okay to want both and to search for both. Um, you know, you, I think you need both for, for a healthy marriage for sure. Um, you know, the most, the book of the Bible that talks the most about romantic relationships is Song of Solomon and also gets into sexual relationships. So a lot of times it can make people uncomfortable. And you do get, you know, this this man and woman, this interchange um, that is very much like paints a picture of being in love with each other. You know, it even, you know, it has the phrase in there, I have found the one for whom my soul longs. Yeah. Um, and so you could try to build off of that an idea of a soulmate. Uh, I, I think you could go along those lines. I do think it's not a bad idea to like, okay, hey, if I'm committing my life to someone, I want a passionate, loving relationship and marriage um but you need both love and commitment and so um what what i believe the image of marriage is is kind of this sacred commitment you make before god 
And so, you know, you think about kind of the traditional marriage vows, that's why we have those things built in that commitment aspect, you know, like in sickness and in health, riches or poor, you know, all those things till death do us part. Um, And so we don't say, you know, hey, I'll be married to you as long as I still feel like it. Yeah. You know, and so you need both. And so I do think you can find someone that you love in a huge way. And and I think um, that also can grow and build over time. And so, you know, I'm married. We just hit 10 years. Um, on some level, I could say Emily's my soulmate because I love her with my whole heart. I've committed my life to her and we follow and pursue Jesus together. And there is nobody else I would want to be married to other than her. Um, but I would say I know she's the one because I made a solemn promise to her before God, my family, her family, that I would commit my life to her for forever. Mm. And so, so that is what yeah. makes her your soulmate. Correct. And so also you think about, about people who unfortunately go through the loss of a spouse. So what, where would that person be mm. if there was this idea like, okay, that was their puzzle piece. And now you're just a broken puzzle the rest of your life. You know, you, I, I've, I've known people who have gone through remarriage and, you know, I'm sure depending on the lo- how long that was a part of their life or not, maybe there's different feelings or sentiments about um, being married to two different people. Like I think about my grandmother, my granddad died when I was six. And so I, I was around um, when I was 18 or 19, she got remarried. So she's definitely well into her life. She already had grandkids and the, the man she remarried, um, he had also lost his wife. And so I know for them, they were both recognized like, hey, my plan A would not have been to have lost my spouse, but I can still love you and be committed to you in a marriage that's focused on Jesus because that's Mm. what marriage is. It's a partnership. And so, um, yeah, I think anybody in that situation, if you just had the idea of like, okay, there's only one person I could be in a committed, loving marriage to, and that person is gone. Um, that would be a pretty sad existence, which some people do lose a spouse and they never remarry and that's fine. Um, but I do think, you know, you could have compatibility and commitment and love with, you could find that again. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think another thing with soulmates that has been portrayed in movies, or sometimes even when you ask someone like, how did you meet your spouse? And they're like, oh, I saw them from across the room and I just knew, you know, like that kind of ridiculous uh-huh. thing. Not ridiculous, that kind of thing. Take out ridiculous. Um, so will I know when I've met my the one? And not in the sense of like, this is the person I was made for, but more like this is the person that God wants me to marry. I guess that's where I'm moving the conversation. Towards. Yeah. Uh, well, no, no two stories are unique. Um, you know, I think there are some people that figure that out really quickly, um, after meeting their spouse or significant other. Like from across the room kind of thing. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure some, somebody has that story that something clicked in their head and heart and I won't, you know, I won't question that. Um, I mean, we're all wired differently too. I'm pretty analytical by nature. Um, I, I would say in specific to my own story, I was pretty convinced within three months, like, okay, this is heading towards marriage. Yeah. Um, and then kind of started trying to work that as quickly as possible. Um, so I, I think no, no stories are unique. Uh, I think there will be markers and anchor points in any healthy relationship. Like, okay, that this thing was significant that gave me clarity or peace about like, oh, I could, can, I could live my life with this person. Mm. Um, 
you know, and I, and I think I see that in my own relationship, um, with, with my wife that there were definitely times in dating is like, okay, yeah, I could see this being the person I want to spend the rest of my life with. But, but I think we're all, we're all different. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, like I said, no two, no two stories are unique. Some of those moments happen quicker. Some, some people need to take more time, you know, just depending on your past or, you know, maybe you had some trauma or some trust issues or whatever it might be. Uh, different people might need more time to get to the point where they're, I, they can say, you know, with honesty before God, like I can commit the rest of my life to this person. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think the idea of soulmates where it gets confusing for me um, making the distinction between like what society says soulmate is. So like that's like the Disney princess, like made for each other, like you were saying, complete each other. But then there is like a Christian aspect of soulmates, maybe where it's like there is a person. Well, okay, it's not a promise, but there is a hopefully there's a person that God intends for me to marry. So would that be my soulmate? I mean, if you wanted to look at it that way, yes. I think one of the problems, you know, if your idea of romantic love is primarily based off movies, almost, (laughs) and you can find exceptions. Most movies, like, they end with the people finding each other. Mm -hmm. And for us, if our goal is a a healthy marriage, like, that's the beginning, not the Mm -hmm. end. And so, you know, you do get that image of, like, kind of two people running down a beach towards each other, and that culminates in them finding each other. And so, and so the, I would say that's not a great way to go through life if your primary goal in life is finding a romantic partner. Like that's, that's a short-sighted goal. Yeah. And so that's why we would say like, no, hey, focus your life on Jesus. Let that be what you pursue. And then as you are pursuing Jesus, if you see someone around you, you think's cute, that's also pursuing Jesus, maybe y'all can do that together, mm. you know? And so your, your goal remains the same. I'm going to follow Jesus now just um it's a huge blessing when god provides that significant of a relationship in marriage where you can have a romantic partner you follow jesus with and so it doesn't need to end in you meeting that person that's right. the beginning and so and i say that's the hard part with you know if a lot of what you view romantic relationships is based off movies you know it's like anything else in life you know movies aren't necessarily real i mean yeah. there and there's some that will have a better depiction than others but as a whole, that's, you know, a very short-sighted view. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Hmm. And there's nothing wrong with a good rom-com. I mean, me and, me and the wife, we, <laughs> we watch some romantic movies. That's, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, but you, you need a, a probably a bigger picture of marriage and romance and a more biblical one. Yeah. Yeah. Not just hunting for the one, but yeah. hunting for Jesus and then... Yeah. Which, and, and that's a very natural desire, you know? Yeah. So, I, and I think that's something God kind of wired us for that relationship. It's very significant. And it's, it's at the beginning in the Bible, it predates sin, you know? So Adam and Eve, God bringing them together. That's before sin entered the world. So it's a good thing. It's God's design. And definitely most young people um, still, um, I think the last time I looked at some stats, still generationally, way more people desire to be married than not married. Yeah. You know, even with all the like, you know, it's antiquated or it's not feminist or, you know, it's just a way to be, you know, most people still want to get married. They want that commitment. Um, And even with how many people who've attacked monogamy, way more people want to be in a monogamous long-term relationship than people that don't. Yeah. And I think something like uh, humbling and like half encouraging, but half like, dang, that kind of sucks 
is um, just that reminder that, you know, God does not promise us a relationship. Like, I feel like this is what I've heard. Well, God promises us that he will never leave us nor forsake us. Yes. He doesn't promise us a soulmate quotes around it or like Mm -hmm. a romantic partner. You know, that's not like if you look through all the things that God promises us, that is not on the list. Yeah. And I feel like if this is what I've seen for myself, you know, like if you're putting all your eggs in like, oh, God, God's going to give me this. Like, this is, this is for me. This is what God has for me. Well, if you put all your eggs in that basket, it's just going to, you know, produce disappointment if Mm -hmm. that doesn't happen, because that's not something that God promises. Yeah. And if that's what you're banking on, um, the tendency to idolize that person is going to be a lot higher too. Because all, if all your eggs are in the, (laughs) I need a husband or I need a wife basket, you're still looking at that person to fulfill you and not mm. your relationship with the Lord. And so two, two things will happen. One, it'll hurt your relationship with Jesus. And two, it'll put pressure on that person that they can't handle because they can't be your God. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. But it's, 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 it's probably really common. It's very human, yeah. you know, and that's why a lot of times people will talk about the first year of marriage is really difficult. There's a lot of different reasons for that. One is just, you know, logistics of, Living with someone uh, Yeah, else. living with someone. But then, too, it's also like, okay, they're a person. They have faults. You know, if, and if you didn't take they your poop. time and evaluate, they poop. Everybody poops. Um, Even girls? Yep. That's what I hear. I don't know. That's what I've experienced. I've never pooped. That's what I've experienced with my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Lively does poop. She does. Yeah, and so, yeah, if, if, you're, if your hope for happiness is having a spouse, right? You, you have some misaligned priorities in your spiritual life. Yeah. Good thing that's for my friends, not for me. Yeah. Like, good thing my priorities are in the right yeah, spot. Yeah, they're perfect. I'm just asking for my yeah. friends. No, and, and that's what we're, <laughs> and it's hard. It's one thing to say it, but it's one, another thing to live it out. Right. And it's probably definitely way easier for me on this side of... Of the marriage fence. Well, and I, <laughs> I've found the person I was going to commit my life to when I was 20 and I got married when I was 22. And so now I'm, I'm 10 years into I'm that. Behind. And, but we, you know, we do, we walk with young people and friends who it's either still a big question mark or it still just hasn't happened. And, and yeah, I have compassion. Like when you still have that really strong desire, like I want my life paired with somebody else. Um, but that's not where God has led yet. That, that can be a difficult road, but also can, it can grow you in a lot of ways. So embrace each season because God's yeah. going to have unique things for you in each season. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, but um, is it possible to marry the wrong person? And I mean, I mean, I mean it in the sense of like, let's say we're going ideals here. Like you find someone that is also pursuing Jesus you're both running towards Jesus together, then if that's the goal of your relationship, is marrying the wrong person even, and I, like, is that even an excuse or something that can happen? Do you get what I mean? Yes. I don't, I don't think I would use the term wrong. I think there are wise things to consider when, in who you marry. Mm-hmm. And so, because, in, and I would say that in degrees of like, okay, is your marriage going to be really difficult to stay committed and have joy in for the rest of your life? And there's things you could think through and wise things you could do to hopefully, you know, like I said, 
my, my goal would be people have a loving, passionate, committed, joyful marriage. And so compatibility and things like that matter. And so I wouldn't say wrong. I would say you could enter into a marriage that's going to have more struggle. Yeah. But once again, I would say once you've made that commitment, you're in. Exactly. Yeah. You know, because what what the Bible portrays is a joining of life, two becoming one. And it even says, you know, what God has brought together, let nothing tear apart. And so, like, if you've made that commitment, you're in. Yeah. And so that is your soulmate, like you yeah, said. Yeah. Work work to make that as godly and as joyful and as fulfilling as possible. And so I think you should, you know, take care prior to marriage. And seek advice and really evaluate, like, okay, is this someone that I, I think I could be committed to for the rest of my life? Because a, a broken marriage is a really hard thing to um, to go through, Yeah. Um, both for the two people involved or then if you extend that on to if you have kids, you know, that's a, that's a difficult road. And so you do want to take care. So I don't know if I'd say wrong. I, right. I might go with easier versus harder. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what I would say. Yeah. And I think like where I was like pointing towards with this is like, I mean, and you could say that you don't agree with this too. I just, from what I've seen and from what I've heard from other pastors and like podcasts, it's like, if you're both, if Jesus is the point of your relationship, then there's not really going to be, um, like that person's not going to be the wrong person for you. Do you kind of get what I mean? Yeah. So some, I, I would say there are some people that would advocate that, if y'all both have Jesus in common, that is enough. Okay, yeah, I guess that's what I'm. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Um, I, I think I would take it a couple of steps farther because so I would say this. You know, I am married, um, so it's not a question mark for me. Um, there are plenty of Christians I have met that I would have zero desire to marry. Right. You know, just on personality differences, yeah, compatibility, interest, all those things, um, and so that. To me, I think you should set the bar a little bit higher than just, hey, you're a Christian, I'm a Christian, we're around the same age, we can make this work. <laughs> um, because I do see this as such a significant relationship. And you think about the way Jesus loves the church, if that's the way I'm called to love my spouse. Um, like, I don't, I don't want to put the bar at the lowest common denominator. Yeah. yeah. And so some people can put the bar way too high and have outrageous expectations, but I, I do think, you know, just the idea of like living with one person for the rest of my life, you would want some compatibility in there and yeah, some, some chemistry to, to get along well and to enjoy each other. And there are lots of Christians that I can love as a brother or sister in Christ that I would not want to be married to for the mm -hmm. rest of my life. And so, uh, yeah, you could make it work, but once again, it's kind of that harder versus easier yeah. conversation, not wrong versus right. I mean, you could... I mean, anybody could stick it out and be committed, yeah. um, but I, I think we could aim a little bit higher with our marriages to reflect the love Jesus has for his church. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that does make sense. Um, hmm. So yeah. you're going to go out there and find the one? Oh, yeah. My the one. I'm going to have to do lots of world traveling. There's seven billion people in this world. There's like... They could have been born anywhere. I know. There's like probably four, close to four billion guys. How am I going to meet them all? Actually, I think there's more women than men. I could be wrong. I don't know. I have no idea. You could reduce it. Um, you could put some age brackets on that. So what are we thinking right now? Between 18 and 30? I don't know. <laughs> 30? I mean, if you're giving... 18? That's you're on giving, the low well, end. So, I mean, if it's four years from now, they'll be 22. You'll be 20 
Six, five. five. Yeah. No, that's too old. Yeah. Well, the older you get, I think the more that age bracket extends. So, so that I'm just trying to help you narrow it down. Yeah. When I'm 60, maybe the range will be like Christians, 18 to Christians, yeah. 80, yeah. 18 to 90. 18 to 80. <laughs> That's I don't quite know. the range, Taylor. Well, the older you get, the more you got. You got to hey, take off those parameters. You don't parameters. have to find them. You just got to let them find you. Yeah, that's what people keep telling me. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Ah, I feel like we could get into the... Like, I have questions on here, but I feel like that could be a completely separate thing about, like, what to look for and mm. how do I know when it's heading in the right direction. But that's yeah. more just relationship Just always be looking soulmate. around crowded rooms to see if you can accidentally make eye contact with someone. What that's do you think key. I do every time I walk into a room, Jared? That's you try to make eye contact with people? I'm like... <laughs> I'm like blinking. Yeah. And if like lights dim and one light lights somebody up, it's a sign. That's the one? That's I'm still one. waiting for the person you told me about a couple months ago in the red flowered shirt. Yeah, still um, going to come true. Yeah, I, I haven't seen anyone in a red flowered shirt yet. Just you haven't been looking at That's my enough. the one. Yeah, no yeah. one. Yeah, I just, I like the thing you said about they are your soulmate when you pledge before God to marry them. That's yep. when they become your soulmate. Before that, uh, they're, you know... That, yeah, God might not call that your soulmate, but once you're, yeah, that's good. That's my favorite thing. That's, if we could just delete this whole podcast and just say that one sentence. And then call it good. Yeah. I think that was, that was helpful. Yeah. And it's not a, relationships are complicated. Yeah. People are complicated. It's not simple. And I think having that, like you said, also having that mindset of there is the one for me. And like, is this the one for me? Like that constant, you know, trying to leave it up to yourself and not, I don't know if people consult God during that process, but like not doing that and just saying, oh, is this the one? Like, does it feel like this person, the one is the one, you know, that might not be the most reliable thing to decide if you're going to commit your life to someone like you said. Yeah. It's probably not the best mindset to go into a relationship. Or like you're searching for a certain feeling. It's like, well, the feeling that you think you should have has been portrayed by non-christian movies and disney princesses you know feelings come and go so exactly yeah feelings come and go i feel like a lot of people don't realize that but that can be helpful too Mm -hmm. but soulmates so short answer yes or no yes and no sort of (laughs) (laughs) okay see y'all next week time Thank you for listening to Asking for a Friend. If you have any questions, feedback, or topic suggestions, please email us at askingforafriend@psbible.com. If you're interested in learning more about our church, visit psbible.com. Bye!